thank you for joining we are going after the one where we're leaving the 99 and going after that one lost person maybe today you are that lost person so stay tuned and be encouraged have you ever felt that maybe as you look at yourself in the mirror you're like ew like i am so ugly if that is your struggle or maybe you just struggle with your appearance in general this episode is for you. Hey, I'm Matthew Parker, your host. Thanks for joining us again. Um, I know it's kind of a weird topic coming from a guy or myself, but uh, I just was feeling like I wanted to talk about this subject because it seems like lately, you know, body image has been plastered all over social media and our culture and everything. And I just felt like sharing what the Bible talks about us and how it can relate to our struggles. And so if you got your Bible, we're, we're going to be reading some Bible again. Uh, I got a couple different versions that I'll be reading from, but hopefully you can follow along and hopefully apply this to maybe yourself, your struggle, or maybe you know someone else that is struggling and they just don't know what to do, or maybe they just feel like it's just complete failure and they're struggling. And so first, I just want you guys to know that, you know what, God has made us perfect. He created everybody. You know, if you read in Genesis, you know, the very first book of the Bible, God talks about, or the Bible talks about how God created everything. You know, he spoke the world into existence, despite what uh, some scientists uh, might say, it, it did not happen from a great bang, but it did happen by the spoken word of God. And so I just challenge you to read through that on the, the whole story of creation and Genesis and how uh, he formed Adam out of the dirt, the dust, and all that. It is just a crazy, amazing story. And so one thing I do like to take away from the creation story uh, when you read it, just kind of look at how things were created differently. Uh, what I mean by that is just look how, you know, when God he spoke everything into existence, everything except us. You know, he, he said, hey, let there be light. Let there be, you know, animals and trees and shrubs and, and gardens and everything. He spoke all that into existence except us. You know, it talks about in Genesis how, you know, he, he took the time and he formed us out of the dirt, out of the dust of the ground, it said. And then on top of that, so not only did he take the time to stop and form us out of the dirt, he breathed his own breath of life into us. For, you know, he could have just said, hey, let there be a guy walking naked, you know, because unfortunately, when you read, those people are naked. And so he, you know, he could have spoke, hey, let's have a naked dude running through my garden. But instead, he decided, you know what, I'm going to form man out of the dirt and I'm going to breathe into him. And then, you know, next thing, you know, he's looking at Adam, you know, he's, he as Adam's talking to all these sheep and, and animals and everything as he's naming them and everything, you know, God looks at him and he's like, hey. It is not good for man to be alone, so I'm going to make him someone to spend the rest of his life with. And so and, um, he put Adam into a deep sleep, you know, as it talks about in Genesis. And then he, you know, he ripped out a rib, or he probably carefully took it out. And he formed the woman from the man's rib. And uh, I remember a comedian, I think it was Brad Stein, he said, Do you know why they call him woman and man? He said, because when God showed Eve to Adam... Adam was like, whoa, man. And that's how we got woman. Uh, I know that's a little humor for you, but hopefully we'll get a little bit more serious 
as we move on. But hey, you know, in all seriousness, you know what? God created us perfectly. He had us uh, a plan for our lives. And so if you want to look in Psalm 139, I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Version because it kind of gives it a more, little bit more punch. And so starting in verse 14, it says, I will give thanks and praise to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret, and intricately and skillfully formed as if embroidered with many colors in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen unformed substance, and in your book were all written. The days that were appointed for me, when as yet there was not one of them even taking shape. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How vast in the sum of them! If I could count them, they would outnumber the sand. I mean, that is just a powerful, powerful passage. You know, I kind of chopped it up a little bit, sorry. But, you know, if you read it and you follow along, it kind of talks about how God, you know, his thoughts outnumber the sand of a beach. If you've ever been to the beach, you know, the sand gets everywhere, and his thoughts of us outnumber that sand. You know, and it even talks about how, you know, he he's he knew we were coming into existence before we were even a twinkle in our mama's eye. How cool is that? And so if you're struggling with kind of insecurities, you know, I challenge you, you know, one, get a find a safe friend to kind of talk about this and, and just kind of go through the Word of God and, and know what the Creator has to say about you. I love how Matthew puts it, reading from Matthew 6. This is the message version, starting in 27. Has anyone, by fussing in front of the mirror, ever gotten taller by so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on fashion, do you think it makes that much difference? Instead of looking at the fashions... Walk out into the fields and look at the wild flowers. They never primp or shop, but have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The ten best-dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. Verse 30. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never ever seen, don't you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? I mean, that in itself is another amazing passage if you think about it. I mean, how many times have you driven by a field, you know, in the springtime and you see all those wild flowers blooming and just color after color. And it says that if God can put such beauty in flowers that no one hardly ever sees or notices or even cares about, how much more is he going to put into someone that he actually loves? You know, where he took the time to form us, to breathe life into us instead of speaking the flowers into existence. He's, he took the time to form us. You know, as I, I was thinking about this episode, I was reminded of my, my past. And, and so I can honestly say I don't really struggle a whole lot with body image. I know I'm kind of a big guy. Seems like I'm like wine. I get bigger with age. No, wait, that's better. Well, whatever. Um, and so I think, you know, when I was a kid, I struggled with it. Maybe You know, some of you might have never heard this story. Maybe it's from my summer camp experiences that kind of just made me not worry about that anymore. And so uh, what my summer camp stories, experiences were is for some, I've told some, but what it was is, so we went to uh, a camp, summer camp here up in uh, upper Minnesota, 
and it was called Boot Camp. And uh, it was about as fun as it sounds. For some reason, we went back a couple years in a row, but it was interesting. And so here we, you know, we sign up for boot camp and, you know, your parents have always seen the registration forms or you've seen them. And there's always the registration, you know, all the health information, all that stuff. But on this registration, it had, hey, what lies of the devil are you dealing with? And so, you know, I remember being, I was a little kind of a big kid, little fluffy kid. And so I would always put like, hey, you know, that I'm fat, I'm, I'm chubby and all that, you know, and I remember my first year going, it was just a crazy experience because I remember when we got there, you know, you're all excited because you, you don't know what to expect. And then you show up and, you know, you, you meet your, your, your roommates, your, your camp buddies that you're going to spend in that rustic cabin with no air conditioning and you're going to sweat for a week straight in that shower, but it's going to be fun. Well, anyways, you know, as camp started and progressed, you notice adults all over the camp walking around with clipboards. And then you learn really quick what those clipboards mean. And on those clipboards was all the lies that the children wrote. And I remember they would uh, come up to you three times a day, each day till camp was over. And they would tell you the lies to your face. So they would be like, hey, Matt, come here, chubby. Come here, you little fatty. I mean, it probably wasn't that extreme, but it was crazy nonetheless. And so the only way they would stop, I mean, they would just keep going, is you had to pretty much tell them three scriptures on why you weren't that lie. You know, and you might say, you know, for a 12, 13-year-old, I don't even know how old I was, but I mean, that was crazy. So maybe that taught me just to bury all those emotions deep down into a sealed box. I don't know, but I do know my love language is not words of affirmation. Oh, yeah. So back to my story. So I know they were probably trying to teach us. You know, they even gave us like this. They call it a warfare manual, which was like a quarter inch thick concordance with all the verses of the Bible you could use and read. But looking back, it was just crazy. I mean, I remember there was one time where, you know, they started talking to this kid and next, you know, he's bawling. He didn't know what to think. And so it was pretty intense. And so anyways, so that was kind of my experience. And then on top of that, you know, so you got these adults running around calling you names so you could throw the Bible at them. Then for our recess, you know, you think you're going to have fun and all that. You know, no, you're going to do relay races. I mean, looking back, it almost felt like a Christian fat camp or something. But anyways, that was my story of my childhood that kind of led me down the path for this episode. But, you know, here, the foundation that they were trying to teach was probably good. I mean, it is important that we as humans realize that we are created in God's image. He created us perfectly. He thinks about us daily. And, I mean, he thinks of us more highly than the beautiful wildflowers that we see one day and they're gone the next. And so I know that according to culture and everything, you know, they kind of describe, you know, what beauty is and all that. And, And I love how, you know, Matthew puts it, you know, it even talks about how you can spend hours in the mirror, you could spend thousands of dollars shopping and everything, but yet compared to the beauty of the wildflowers, it's pointless. So until you can accept that God has created you perfectly, you're always going to struggle. And so I hope that, you know, that challenge that hopefully you can get from this is is knowing that you are beautiful, you're, you're handsome if you're a dude, unless you want to be called a beautiful dude, hey, whichever, 
But I hope that you can walk away knowing that, you know what? I'm not a mistake. I may not may have some slight imperfections, but God made us perfect. So you're not as tall as you want to be, or it's not as light as you want to be, or as strong as you want to be. God made each and every one of us perfect. You know, I, I was thinking, you know, as you as you look around outside, there's so many different aspects of beauty. You know, you can look at a sunset, that is beauty. You can look at a, a wild bird flying, that is beauty. You can look at a frost-covered tree in the middle of January, that can be beauty. So there's, God created so many different ways to view beauty, but yet he created us in his image. So to think of us any of anything less than 100% beautiful or perfect is to say that he is not beautiful, that he is not perfect. And so hopefully you can take this, you can either be encouraged or take it to someone and encourage them, but to know we are made in his image and we are so much prettier than those flowers. Hey, I hope you have a blessed week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning into our episode. You can connect with us at our website at wearegoingafterthewan.com, where you can also connect with our social platforms. Thanks and have a blessed day.